Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's T. Sparky. Five for 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee sports timeout. Don't forget when the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. That's right. After each and every Milwaukee Bucks victory, get yourself a free frosty chocolate or vanilla at participating Wisconsin Wendy's within 24 hours of a Milwaukee Bucks victory. Let's talk some more about Aaron Rodgers, shall we, with our guy Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette, the award-winning Ryan Wood. Follow him uh, on Twitter as well uh, by Ryan Wood. Uh, okay, so let's let's talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers in this appearance on uh, the one and only uh, Pat McAfee show and your thoughts on what you saw and what you heard I saw a very carefully crafted one-sided perspective of what is going on and this has always been my issue with Aaron Rodgers appearances on Pat McAfee is that it's a tremendous platform for him it's a wonderful way for him to get his story out. But there's never just one side to a story. And so Aaron Rodgers' big gripe right now, his big beef, is that the Packers are dragging their heels on a trade. He wants to go to the Jets, and they're, how dare they, wanting to get something back in return. And he's clearly, for as much as he says, I'm not a victim, I, there's, it's a happy ending for both sides, there's no animosity, he's clearly frustrated by this, right? Well, that's, that's one side. It, it's, it, it, some of the things that he said are straight contradictory, like after the darkness retreat. He sensed a change. He said, I don't know what changed, but something changed. And he heard that he was being shopped around. Well, in late January, well before the darkness retreat, he told the same person, Pat McAfee, that he was hearing that he was being shopped around and he found that interesting. So I don't know how that's news to him after the darkness retreat. And if you even go back earlier, he said that he had a sense that they wanted to go Jordan Love in, in 2023 all the way back during the season when A.J. Hawk asked him if he was gun-ho to return. He said, nah, I kind of felt like in this direction during the season. So how did something change after the darkness retreat? If as early as the season, he felt like they were going to go Jordan Love's way. I just I found it all, all somewhat confusing. Okay, so if you uh, were a Jets fan – at this point, and you hear Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee say he was 90% retired going in. And then, like you said, afterwards, finds out from players or whatever else that they're shopping him and now decides, you know what, I want to play. As a Jets fan, are you concerned that he was so close to retirement and then changed his mind? Uh, or are you fired up thinking this is going to be Aaron Rodgers' revenge tour and he's going to play out in an MVP level again? 
Well, there's, he's clearly a guy that gets motivated and, and sometimes needs to create motivations for himself to be motivated. But when he gets motivated, he can be good. It's just a matter of can he still be good? He's going into his age 40 season. He had three separate injuries last year, including, of course, the broken thumb on his throwing hand. He had the worst year of his career in 2022. It was the worst year of his career. Usually those things don't just get better when you turn age 40. Now, when he resurrected his career and had those last two MVPs, he credited changing the mechanics in his lower throwing half for being more accurate and, and, and just ha- thrown from a better base. Did he get away from that last year? That's a question we don't know. If, if he can fix some things mechanically, maybe he, he's going to be the guy that he's been. But that, that's an outside I – mean, he, he's starting going into his age 40 season coming off the worst year of his career. It's tough to see that getting better. You know, the other part about this was the the list part, right? And then he calls out Adam Schefter, and then Schefter, for whatever reason, thought it would be the picture of his response from Aaron Rodgers. I don't understand the whole point of that, but either way. I, and we did our, we do our Curtin Long podcast, Ryan Horvath and I, and I said to Ryan, like, guys, okay, so clearly it's not Ryan leaking this list. That means the New York Jets are the ones that are leaking the list in hopes of letting everybody – guy that they're dealing with right now and all of his demands trying to get this thing done. Does does that make sense to you? No. And from the Jets' perspective, they're, they're getting, okay, they need a quarterback desperately. No question about that. You're taking a shot on Aaron Rodgers, seeing what he still has left. That makes sense. No question about it. But one of the big issues late in, in Aaron Rodgers' tenure here with the Packers was the the death grip that he had on the organization. And that's easy to allow and, and, and pacify when you, your guy's winning MVPs. But when your guy's no longer winning MVPs, when he's playing to the lowest productive level of, of his career and he's going into today's 40 season and you're still, you know what you're getting with Aaron Rodgers. It's not just on the field, it's off the field too. And you're going to accept that on that's that's a big gamble. And, and oh, by the way, you're paying the guy sixty million dollars. Uh, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this shakes out, not just on the field for the Jets, where obviously he's re, he reuniting with a coach that's very close with him, Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to have familiarity with the offense. He's going to have familiarity with Al Lazard and who knows who else. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the Big Apple and with that organization as well. So then we get to compensation. And what people want. I saw Tom Silverstein, your cohort, talk about a third-round pick uh, and then uh, a conditional pick the following year and maybe a player. I, I, I'm just going to tell you right now, and I've said it on Curtin Long, it's a fireball offense. If, if they come out of this thing with a third-round pick, and forget the conditional pick and all that other stuff, but if that's all they get out of this, that, that to me, Goody, Russ Ball, all of them should be gone, outside of LaFleur. He's not a part of this. But everybody else should be gone. Like, at minimal... At minimal, I want the Devontae Adams deal, which is a first and second. At, in worst case scenario, that's what I'd like. Now, they're reporting that they want something along the Stafford deal, two ones, a three, and then golf was a player. So forget golf. Say it's two ones and a three. That's good. Two ones, great. 
Uh, but if we start talking about anything other than a one, and I don't care if you want to sit there and tell me, well, Spark, a two this year and a three next year is like a one. No, it's not. Because if they're any good with with Aaron Rodgers, and I think Rodgers is going to ball up because of that whole revenge factor and all that stuff, that's going to be a very low three or whatever. So it doesn't equate out to one, regardless of what your little draft numbers add up to, in my mind. That pick 13 in this year's draft has to be part of this deal, Ryan Wood. But for me, what about for you? Well, Spark, I think you're going to be disappointed. I'm going to be hot. And I'm telling you, I'm going to lose my mind. I think you're going to be disappointed. Because the Jets have no leverage. They have no leverage at all. None. Not not an iota of leverage. Yeah, but the Packers, see, it's not just about – they're doing their due diligence. They're trying to get compensation. But it's not just about what they're getting back. It's about what they're unloading. And I don't mean Aaron Rodgers. I mean a terrible contract, which let's give blame where blame is due. The Packers made a massive mistake last year, not just – I mean, in hindsight, they're, they're, they're moving on from Aaron Rodgers a year too late, which is the cardinal sin of the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers mentioned it to Pat McAfee. In this league, especially with quarterbacks, you've got to move on from a guy a year too early rather than a year too late. They're moving on a year too late. But they didn't just move on a year too late. They paid him as the highest paid player in the NFL. And that is an albatross of a contract that they have got to get out from under. So when you look at it as, okay, four-time MVP for a third-round pick, yeah, that, that looks bad. When you look at it as age 39 quarterback that had his worst year going into age 40 season now, paid as the highest player in the NFL – even though his production level was dead average and getting out away, away from that contract, that is the motive here. That, that is the incentive from the Packers. And, oh, by the way, they, they have Jordan Love behind him, and they are gun-ho about what he might be able to do, and they want to turn that, that page and start that chapter. So, yeah, it's, it's not just about what's on the field. It's so much of this is a salary cap. This is the thing. From my perspective. Okay, so we start talking about fireball offenses, and we go back to that contract that they just gave him. If the deal was, after one year, after we paid him all that money, and Goody came out in mid-year, oh, he's our guy, he gives us the best chance to win, which was all crap, obviously. So if that's what this all was about, that's another reason to add up to the fireball offenses with Goody Kuntz and Russ Ball and Mark Murphy for doing that deal, knowing that after one year they were going to get out. Number two, they, by keeping him, actually have $10 million less in a cap hit Uh, by keeping him than actually moving on from him. Number three, this option that everybody talks about that, according to reports, isn't due till September 1st, doesn't do anybody uh, any harm in Green Bay because they're going to have Jordan Love. Jordan Love's our guy in training camp. Jordan Love's our guy in the OTAs. Jordan Love's our starting quarterback. Aaron, don't like it. Stay home. Do what you got to do. Whatever. Doesn't really matter to me. But to the New York Jets, you have nobody. You have Zach Wilson. You don't have a plan B. So if you like to play, call our bluff and not give us what we like, fine. But if you actually believe that Aaron Rodgers can lead you to a Super Bowl and can lead you to a conference championship game, we're talking about a first-round pick in 2024 that's at the bottom of the damn round. And if that quarterback that you think can lead you to a Super Bowl is not worth a 13th pick this year, then what are we really talking about here? You obviously don't think you can get this done. And which is contradictory to you signing Alan Lazard and a bunch of old dudes possibly and Cobb and Mercedes Lewis and OBJ all to try and please this guy and make this guy happy. 
to, to me, the Packers, again, I go back to what I was saying before, have all the leverage. You just tell Aaron, you can stay home, do Pac, Pat McAfee, do what you want to do, doesn't really matter to me. Uh, but if you know they're hell-bent on Jordan Love, they can still be hell-bent on Jordan Love and play Jordan Love. But as far as the New York Jets go, I'm not trading him until I get what I want. And if I don't get what I want, then he's going to sit at home and watch this year or retire on him. Yeah, and then you get absolutely nothing. Getting something is, I'm not good at math, but getting something is always better than getting nothing. Woody Johnson will never allow this to not get done. It's never going to happen. If you want to be upset with the Packers about the contract that they extended Aaron Rodgers last offseason, I I can't blame you for that. It was a terrible contract. It remains a terrible contract. As far as adding money to the cap this year, yes, $8.7 million adds to their cap if they trade him. However, they're done after that. And possibly no more, more than that, though, Ryan, if they have to pay for some of it, right? If that's part of the deal? $8.7 million this year is added, but they don't have any more prorated cap right. on 2024, so they get out from under it in future years. And remember about this contract, they pushed out so much future money that it only gets worse each progressing year. They're done after 2023, and all they're adding to it is $8.7 million. That That's a win. That's a win for them because they don't have to worry about 2024. It allows them to start the process of getting their cap under control, which since COVID has been a mess. And they have been using the credit card way of financing players and their roster and just pushing money out into the future and guaranteeing money and restructuring. And they're, they're allowed to finally stop doing that after this season. That's, that's a big win for them, even if it adds $8.7 million in this year, not having to worry about future years. That, that's, that's big with this trade. Now, as far as the Jets go, yes, they're desperate, and I hear what you're saying. They need a quarterback, and it's, it's basically Aaron Rodgers a bust at this point. The only other option is you want to fully guarantee Lamar Jackson. That's a big risk in itself as well. However, they're also adding this contract. That's that's going to hurt the compensation that they are they, they are willing to give up because it is a terrible contract. That they they knew that there. when they started negotiations. This is not something that it, just came up yesterday. No, it's not. But th- but that's why you might not be all that gung ho about putting on a first round pick see, to the trade because again, you are adding a terrible contract and so that's that's where it is where's the let's compromise? let's go back ground. let's go back to talking about something else that's a fireball offense for this front office for the green bay packers how do you allow this dude to have him meet with the entire jets coaching staff owner front office everybody flies out there to california have dinner all this nonsense before you have the trade worked out compensation wise how do you even let it get to that point how do you let rogers get his hopes up of oh yeah i want to play in new york and this is great and all that and you never worked out compensation i've never heard of that in any other sport when you allow somebody to talk to another team and don't have the compensation worked out that part was surprising the one thing that i'll just 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 keep in mind is that we only heard one side of the story and that was aaron Rodgers. true fine so let's let's wait to hear the packers side and we're not going to hear from the packers until this trade is actually executed and, and then brian gutekins will avail himself and then we'll get a chance to hear from the packers side and we'll know what the compensation looks like obviously at that point as well but that that if that is the case if they didn't have the framework really ironclad and, and a good understanding of where they were that is surprising that that they would let someone under contract uh, meet with, with another team one last thing you saw jordan love 
just like we saw Jordan Love in games, you guys aren't allowed it's as nearly as much practice time as everybody else would hope you were allowed into practice time. How good do you think this is going to look next year for Jordan Love and this Packers team? They're not a contender with Jordan Love in 2023. They weren't a contender with Aaron Rodgers in 2008, so how, how could they be? Everything I've heard from anyone around the organization is that there is a lot of confidence in Jordan Love. And Ryan Gudikins reiterated that publicly at the combine. He said that Jordan Love is ready for an opportunity to play. If you look at last year, he was a different quarterback, and yes, limited sample size, but he was an entirely different quarterback in 2022 than he was his first two years. He showed progress. He showed growth. With that said, Jordan Love's going to have to go through the same crucible that every first-time starting quarterback in this league goes through. He's going to have to learn from his mistakes. He's going to have to stack successes week to week with film for defenses to prepare against and knowing that he's the central part of any game plan of any defense that, that goes against them week after week. Can he do that? We have no idea. And we're not going to know for, for a long time into his first season as a starting quarterback. If he can go through that crucible, learn from those mistakes, he'll be a success. If he can't, he'll be a failure. That's the way it works for not just him, but any quarterback that is trying to, to get their feet on the ground as a full-time starter. So stay, stay tuned. I, I'd, it would be facetious of me to say I have any real good gut feeling on what Jordan Love's going to be as a starter, but I do believe he's ready to have the opportunity to start. My, my, my expectation right now, and we don't know what this trade looks like, we don't know what the draft is going to look like, if they ever sign any free agents, we don't know what that looks like, but as of today, I think somewhere in the area of eight or nine wins is probably kind of my expectation level. Knowing Rodgers only won six his first year as a full starter, uh, I still, I guess, I'm around eight or nine wins. Ryan, is, is that high? Well, it's first of all, it's it's what the Packers had with Aaron Rodgers in that crazy contract last year. So, you take that. If it's eight or nine wins, you take that. Is it high? Look, Jordan Love's got a lot of things going for him on this roster. There's an infrastructure in place from a very quality offensive line. They restructured David Bakhtiari. He played very well once he figured out the knee situation. Elton Jenkins, once he returned to left guard, was, was Elton Jenkins again. This is a solid offensive line. What's a, a young quarterback's best friend? A running game. They've got a really good one-two punch in their backfield with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They were able to bring back Keyshawn Nixon. They were able to bring back Rich Bisaccia. So they actually have a special teams, which it's just been forever and a day since the Packers have actually had a quality special teams. Being able to start a lot of your drives near the 40, which is what Keyshawn Nixon does for a benefit to a young quarterback. And they should. This is the wild card, but they sh- they've got a lot of talent on that, on that defense now. Now, can Joe Barry harness that talent? Massive, huge question. I mean, behind the quarterback situation, there's no bigger question of this, of this offseason than can Joe Barry figure it out as a defense coordinator, get this defense to play at the level that its roster indicates it should play at. But if they do, they've got a talented defense. So there's an infrastructure in place for Jordan Love to have a beneficial first year as a starting quarterback that takes pressure off him and it allows him to maybe learn from make some of those mistakes and and have more grace period learning from those mistakes than he otherwise would now it's on him to go through that process and, and to develop and continue developing the way he has the past three years now that he's taken all the snaps yeah, there he is, Ryan Wood. Follow him on Twitter at by Ryan Wood, the award-winning journalist from the Green Bay Press Gazette and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Ryan, thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure.
Anytime, Sparky. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.